Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Cuties. I love that this is dropping on Valentine's Day. I know. Cute. Yeah. Um, I love the the Valentine's Day vibe. Yes, the the vibe of just, yeah, pink and Mm -hmm. hearts. And red, and like yeah, just bows and, and hearts, and just it's cute, like Everything glitter, cute. and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, so much so, in fact, that we are having a Valentine's Day, um, for the gals, um, this weekend. Yes, we will no, have already had so it. Fun. Yeah, once this comes out, so we'll have to tell you about it next week. Mm-hmm. For sure, but we're excited. We're having a little tea party. Yes, you know. a tea party. I love that for us. We're gonna, um, we're gonna make some little friendship bracelets. Yes, I'm so are. excited about that. Yes, we might color some tarot cards. Yeah. Um, we I have, have like a make your own color your own kit of tarot cards. I've been working on for a very long time. So, you know, all the girly things mm-hmm. soon to come, which all I love the that for things. us. <laughs> oh, and of course, a charcuterie. Oh, charcuterie obvious. board, of course. Obviously. There's no gal party without a charcut involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Truthfully. <laughs> um, but, okay, listen, I know we talk about Percy Jackson every single week, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did watch the finale. Loved it. I mean, it was great, honestly. Not really like the book, but I still loved it. It was great, yeah. It was great. But I um, have some unfortunate news. <gasps> unfortunate? Yeah, what? unfortunate about Percy Jackson. So, um, the spoilers ahead. Not spo- I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, spoilers low-key if you haven't watched it. So, in the last episode, we meet Zeus, right? You remember? Zeus? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he was played by Lance Reddick, and he, unfortunately, died, and that was his last project. He worked on <gasps> oh my god yeah he died back in march of 2023 from like <gasps> heart heart problems yeah oh wow so i guess he won't be zeus anymore wow because like that's horrible they, i know it's so sad because they apparently like filmed a bunch of percy jackson before the strike happened so like that's how he was in it before he died because then they had the strike happen and they just like started refilming and stuff you know recently right so yeah so i now that i'm thinking about it maybe that's why they didn't show him until the last episode because that's all they had yeah (sighs) yeah that's that's probably it like maybe what if they had him in other scenes and just had to cut him out exactly cut out of the script because yeah yeah but i think it's cute that they left him as zeus i don't really know what they're gonna do about that in the future but i'm i'm glad they left it for him you know like his last yeah, work. Yeah. But it's so sad. So mm-hmm. rest in peace to Lance. I it found is. that out like yesterday and I was so shook. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. I what know. happened? Was he just sick? He apparently had like a heart disease and he died from it. Oh, you did say that. I'm yeah. sorry. That's no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just block stuff from my. Memory. Yeah, yeah. But, no, um, okay. just the wow, same thing. That's horrible. I know. So sad. But. If you haven't watched Percy Jackson, definitely go do that. It's on Disney Plus. Very good. 
very good and obviously we're obsessed and maybe now that it's off we'll stop talking about it but i highly doubt it because i've never stopped talking about it since i started this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly (laughs) (laughs) never yeah (laughs) yeah but anyways go rate and review us on our podcast and spotify and that's really all the intro topics i have for you this week okay all right um that's it so like let's get into the story i guess um let's do it so this week i i'm gonna talk to you about this this bar that's in key west florida and it's supposedly the oldest saloon in key west and it's called captain tony's interesting that sounds like a place i want to go to Oh, the more I tell you about it, the more you're going to be like, we have to go. First of all, I love the Keys. I drove. Okay, that's crazy of me. Considering the fact that I live in North Carolina, I drove to the Keys, but I only drove to Key Largo, not to Key West. Because mm-hmm. if you okay. didn't know, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go to the Keys. Guys, the Keys are like seven hours of distance <laughs> in between all of the Keys. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was just a bunch of little islands together. Wrong. <laughs> wrong yeah it's it's out there i guess i don't know it is um now that you say that like i feel like i have not seen a map of (laughs) this i need to i need to look it up afterwards but yeah imagine like florida is like pooping out little poops that's what they look like (laughs) and like key west is the farthest one from actual florida right right so Thanks for that image. That's um, how I learned geography. If that right. makes any kind of sense to you guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyways, this is this bar is on Key West. Um, and it is named after the late uh, Captain Tony. So there actually is a real Captain Tony. And he was a fishing boat um, captain and gun runner. Ooh. And a, he was also a gambling casino operator. Ooh. And... A mayor of Key West. Okay, sir. He did it all. Yeah. So this saloon, it was actually originally built in 1851 as an ice house. What is that? Like a house that stores ice. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought so, but I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. (laughs) Yeah. The size Um, of a house. Yeah. And it also doubled as the city morgue. Mm, yum. <laughs> yum. Morgue ice. So we love that. Yeah. So off to a great start with this building, you know? <laughs> Not good. Um, Not good So <laughs> the website uh, for Captain Tony's, it states that the saloon was a famous uh, watering hole, quote unquote, of Ernest Hemingway, Truman Capote, Capote, Capote. Um, I don't, I always just say things wrong, so whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, Tennessee Williams, Shel Silverstein, and Jimmy Buffett. Okay, so all really so incredible a lot writers. Of famous people. Yeah, <laughs> love yeah. that. <laughs> I also, Shel Silverstein, I don't know if he's controversial, but let me tell you what, when I was little, his poems, I have every single book of his. <gasps> really? Yeah. And I feel like that's such a random name to throw out. I know. <laughs> like, I of know. him being at this place. I was right. just talking about him the other day. But, like, where the sidewalk ends, love that. Yes, yeah. 
And then Jimmy Buffett, like, kind of random, too. But also, like, he's a Key West star. I was going to say, like, he, rest in peace to Jimmy Buffett, first of all. Second of all, Mm -hmm. he owns the Keys. Like, that man, that's that's his place, you know? That's true. That's true, yeah. Like, the Keys might as well be named Jimmy Buffett's house. To in my <laughs> in my brain, that's what I see. It's it's Margaritaville. <laughs> it's, it's quite literally the OG Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this building, um, it's not like it's not just like any normal building, you know. Like there's there's some weird stuff about it, and the weirdest thing <laughs> is that this building actually has a large tree in the middle of it. What? Just growing through the middle of it. That's really cool. And you're gonna you're gonna flip when you hear this one. So the tree was actually used as like a gallows tree before <laughs> the um, building was put there. So like a hanging. Okay. A so hanging why didn't tree. we chop yeah. the tree down? <laughs> what? So, I don't know. Okay. They kind of just built. They built the ice house. Around, around the hanging tree. Oh my god, somebody play that song. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. bad. Why would it this is really bad energy. I know. And then all those random like, famous people like go there all the time. Right, like it sounds it's like so kinda cool. Fun, but it's giving bad. Okay, like it's bad energy, but it's also like kind of cool at the same time to have a tree in the middle of a building. For sure. Like, isn't that kind of cool? No, it's very It's cool. growing out the top, too. No, I I mean, that's so cool. But mm-hmm. the hanging tree? Like, we couldn't have used the I other know. tree. Yeah. Crazy. So, though. okay, the history of this hanging tree. Um, the tree, it, uh, yeah, the building was built around it, and at least 75 people were hung here for piracy. Um, Not the along pirates. With other stuff. No. Yeah. The pirates. No. Yeah. Um, because you know this is an island, so makes sense. I mean, it does. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Um, the tree is still alive. If you're wondering, that's crazy. Still alive. It is at least six inches above the roof of the building. Um, it was taller, but a hurricane, one of the hurricanes that came by, Mm -hmm. it tore some of it off the top. Oh wow. Yeah, and it, it does still grow leaves, and the leaves will fall off just into the bar. <laughs> that would be so, so annoying to work there. Oh, my God. Yeah. In the fall? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I'm like, how does it get enough sunlight? But I guess the top of it is out of the yeah. out of the building enough that it I does. I guess so. But... That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, taking it back... In the, um, before it was ever the saloon, it was, um, you know, I said the ice house and the morgue. (laughs) And then in the 1890s, it was a wireless telegraph station. Okay. (laughs) And actually, there is a piece of history here too so in 19 or no, in 1898, during the Spanish-American War, uh, news that the battleship Maine was destroyed, came from Havana to this building in Key West oh. and was then, like, reported all over the world. So, like, it was destroyed and then, like, they directly, like, went to this building to spread the news. So it's, like, historical. Mm-hmm. 
scary. So, um, a few years later, in 1912, the building was turned into a cigar factory. Oh, Lord. This building has gone through it. I know. Like, it's really going through, like, the most random... Oh, wait. So, is it It's turning the most random things. If it was a factory? It's not that big. So, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. A small factory. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely not as big as, like, you would imagine a factory today. Yeah. Like, this was still 1912, so okay, I'm guessing okay. maybe it was more normal to have a small factory? Yeah, I don't know. It definitely, I'd say. Um, so, it was a factory, and then it was a bordello, which is another Ooh. word for a brothel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that. So, mm-hmm. Uh, a few years later, the building was leased to Morgan Bird. And he opened the saloon as a, as, um, the Duval Club. Bougie name. Yes. So this is the first time, like, this is when it's turning into a bar, into a saloon. So he decorated the bar as, like, a, um, in late Victorian style. Okay. Um, so very fancy, you know. And he threw lavish parties at the Duval Club, and he basically made it into a a gay bar. I love that for him. (laughs) Yeah, I love it for him, too. It got really popular, actually, and it did actually get really popular with the Navy. (laughs) Well, that's not (laughs) surprising. (laughs) People who were in the Navy, yeah. Yeah. Sailors. Um, But the Navy, like, you know, the people in charge in the Navy... They warned them to stop. Of course they did. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they proceeded anyway. Like, people kept going. As and they, they kept having these parties. And then, eventually, the Navy placed the Duval Club as, like, off-limits to Navy Wow, sailors. that's so lame. Yeah. Yeah. But, listen to this. This caused their business to go down 80%. Oh. Oh, <laughs> they were really, they were keeping that business in business. <laughs> they were, yeah, yeah. The Navy really, wow. I mean, that just says it all. That says it yeah, all. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, anyways, so after that, you know, they kind of had to go out of business because no they didn't money. have any more money to yeah. keep it open. So then it became a few different speakeasies. Which is fun. Um, And in 1933, a local named Joe um, Russell bought the business and created the bar, um, Sloppy Joe's Bar. Sloppy Joe's. Love that. So that's fun. Yeah. So the name actually came from Russell's friend and uh, fishing buddy, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, what? no big deal. So there we go. Ernest Hemingway. Wait, did they serve um, Sloppy Joes at Sloppy Joes? I don't think so. That's a crime. Yeah. Because in college, there's a place called Sloppy Poppies, and it was a bar, primarily a bar, but they did serve Sloppy Joes. Oh. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I ever went there. It wasn't open for very long, <laughs> but okay. it was a good time <laughs> while it was open. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Sloppy Joe's, Ernest Hemingway actually named it as a tribute to his friend in Havana, um, Jose Garcia. And he actually owned a bar in Havana called Sloppy Joe's. So he kind of just like took the name. 
Wow, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, oh, it's to honor him. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, he had like, to say that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, inside this bar, there was a long wooden bar um, on the left side of the main area. And there was like booths that went into the back of the building. Like a large room off to one side used for gambling. Um, and they would play like roulette, craps, blackjack, um, and like a few other games. The room had ceiling fans and sawdust floors. So love that. Um, oh, wow. The light came from two large French doors, which that description just makes it seem like there's not that much light inside. It's no. like really dark. Yeah, that's exactly what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the vibe was there because they had Roomba music playing like <sighs> all the time. That's so And they had li- live music all night um, and they had a dance hall in the back. This place sounds like where I'm trying to be. Exactly. Like a dream. Kind of like dive bar vibes, but also like dancing. Yeah. Like a little bit of an elevated dive bar, but not a club. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's precisely my vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they were doing pretty good as a bar. But then in 1938, the building's landlord, they raised rent $1 per week extra. And so they picked up the whole bar in the middle of the night (laughs) and moved everything to a new address. Uh, Um, And that's where Sloppy Joe's is still in business today. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So they kind of just like left. (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean, I would have done the same if my landlord Mm -hmm. was telling me that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, actually, there's a, f- a fun fact about the um, the urinal in the, in this building. Um, Hemingway, like, he apparently loved this urinal because it was, like, kind of like a trowel, a tr- trough, whatever a trough. it's called. Yeah. yeah, a trough. Why am I? I'm just, like, not pronouncing things right today. Um, <laughs> like a trough urinal i guess and Mm -hmm. he took it out of the bar and brought it to his house okay that's crazy like what was so special like i don't even i don't know what a trough urinal is like a difference compared to a regular one i guess well you know like what what a trough is Mm, like a feeding trough i mean i guess it's just bigger like a big a big long a long like a big long okay instead of just like one um, yeah yeah okay i mean Okay, he couldn't have just got his own, though. He had to take it from the bar. Yeah, <laughs> like, he took it. Like, he's Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> yeah, when they when they moved the saloons, like, he took it, and it's still in his house. I'm imagining so. they're, like, trying to sneak everything out in the middle of the night, and Ernest is like, wait, 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 that urinal, that urinal, we got it. I, that no, one, that literally, one, that's, that's literally the vibes it's giving. <laughs> he took it, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Mm-hmm. So, uh... After this happened, the building, they went through several iterations, like different bars came through. And then finally, Captain Tony's um, was put into place. Captain Tony purchased the bar and renamed it um, in 1958 to Captain Tony's Saloon. Okay, so Captain Tony is actually a real person. Yes. Amazing. Yep. Um, 
Yeah. And so this is where Jimmy Buffett got his start in Key West. What? At. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't even just like his one of his favorite places to go. Like this is where he sort of got his start. That's so cool. Yeah. He would play there in the early 70s and he was often paid in tequila. <laughs> of which course is he was. Just, is really on brand. Of course he was. Uh, so moving moving through in the 1980s, the floorboards were removed, and this is where it gets pretty mm. crazy again because it's like this bar, like this whole building is so crazy. Like the story of it is crazy because it's like, yeah, like Jimmy Buffett played here, like Ernest Hemingway, like the it just. It's such a, you know, these people love this bar. There's a but tree then, in the middle of it. <laughs> but then, yeah, there's a hanging tree in the middle of it. And what I'm about to tell you, um, they removed the floorboards and they found bones, like no. gra- graves underneath. You stop it right now. I didn't yeah. think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say something started happening when they removed the boards. I didn't think they were going to be bodies. No, literally, they oh. found bones of about 15 to 18 people. No! No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They were dancing on those bodies all those years. Yeah. Oh yeah. my Lord. That is crazy. Uh, And I bet they probably knew that they were there. Too. I was They're, just like, going to say. I don't think they even. Somebody had to know. Like, like I don't even think they cared. They're like, you know, we know there's bodies in here. Wow. That's so disrespectful of them. Because somebody definitely knew. So there were gravestones too in this bar. No. Like, under the floors? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, this is like a cemetery. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, like, a like hundred times worse. Than just, like, like, the bodies. It's, like, a full cemetery and the hanging tree. Wow. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> so, one of the one of the gravestones that's in this bar, um, still there, by the way, um, um. was a gravestone <laughs> of... El, um, Elvira Drew. She was married in her teens, so like 15, 16, to an abusive alcoholic man in his 50s. Oh my god. Oh, it's um, her? Her headstone? Yeah. No. Yeah. So she ended up killing him in self defense. Okay, period, Pokey. Period. But since it was 1822, mm. self-defense was not a valid argument <sighs> against the crime. What do you mean? So, sh- so she was sentenced to hang oh, the tree. at the hanging tree. Yeah. You're telling me at- that this is the cemetery for the hanged victims? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. This place is going to be so haunted, honey. Mm-hmm. So she was 19 when she was hanged for her crime. <gasps> Elvira, no. I know. Girl, you did the right thing. She did. Her uh so sad. Her gravestone is now it now sits beside the pool table. Stop. <laughs> oh my god, you can uh, play pool with Elvira. I know, I know. I mean, at least they're honoring her now and not standing on top of her. Yeah. You know. There. But mm-hmm. isn't it once was, I suppose? Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, having your grave be in a bar, like, it... It's iconic. Honestly, put mine there. Right. 
I was going to say, like, at one, on one hand, it's like, is that disrespectful? But on the other hand, it's like, I would want to, on the other hand, like, I would want to be a ghost in a bar. True. Like, hanging out like that. I don't know. Also, like, if my friends and family are going to come mourn me, at least come mourn me in a fun way. Like, let's play pool. Let's get a drink. Exactly. Yeah. I would be down for that. And this way, like, all these people know your name like they're coming by all the time yeah if you're just in a cemetery somewhere nobody's like yeah not many people are just reading like tombstones Mm -hmm. i mean other than me and savannah (laughs) yeah like some people will but like not nearly as many as would come into this bar most definitely so so maybe not as disrespectful as like we would think Mm -hmm. so anyway Um, so there's another gravestone that belongs to Reba Sawyer. Um, and she, her gravestone says 1900 to 1950. So she died in 1950. Okay. Um, so she actually is not really buried here. Um, But she, like, her headstone is here, though. Why? So, (laughs) so here's the story behind that. Um, you know, they had a funeral for her. She was buried in a cemetery. And then afterwards, her husband found out that she had been cheating. And she, he found some letters, um, between her and the man that he was, that she was cheating with. Um, and the letters detailed how that they would meet up at Captain Tony's saloon. (laughs) (laughs) So the husband Yo. dragged her tombstone from the cemetery to be at the bar <laughs> and placed it under the hanging tree. And oh he said, God. this is where she wanted to be. So this is where she's going to stay. That is so savage. But yeah, I mean, maybe it is where she wanted to be. Yeah. You and know? it's still there. It's still under the hanging tree. Wow. That is so crazy. What? It's, yeah. This place Honestly, is an anomaly. Like, Right, and, like, the bar owners, like, just, like, let him do that. And I, I mean, I get it, letting I mean, him do that, because it's, like, that just adds to the lore of this place. Exactly. Just another story, another crazy story. I love it. I, I bet, like, I wonder if when he brought it in, they were, like, oh, we remember her. <laughs> I hope they were. I really hope I they hope were. I hope so, too. That's yeah, so funny. <clears throat> I love yeah. the pettiness. I know, I know. So, uh... There are some ghosts in this bar, too, of course. Of course. It's haunted. Of course. Um, one of the ghosts that people see all the time here is the lady in blue. Mm. Um, she was one of the people hanged on the hanging tree. And the story goes that she stabbed her husband and two children to oh. death. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I know. It's kind of, like, crazy. Um, the people found out, the townspeople, they found out immediately and dragged her to the tree to be hanged. And she was still wearing the dress that she wore while she was killing them. Oh. So she was covered in blood. Oh, my God. And they say that she went crazy because her husband was cheating on her. Mm. And she walks around the bar sometimes and scares customers away. <laughs> so... There we go. Wow. That's wild. I don't know. That story to me seems a little bit 
exaggerated and it seems like it was just made up for the plot of the to bar. But oh, oh, I was thinking just like to You know what her. I mean? I do because I understand her killing her husband, but why her kids? Right. Right. Like maybe part of it is true or maybe none of it's true and it's just like a story they tell. True. Or you like know? maybe somebody really was hung there like a lady in blue, but like that's just like the story they made up for her. Yes, yeah, that could definitely be it. Yeah. The real one. I don't know. If that's true, then that's just like, oh, that's wild. If that's true, she really did go crazy. For Mm -hmm. real. And I feel like we're starting to see a trend here with, Mm -hmm. like, people cheating. Yeah. This is the cheating place. If you're going to cheat, Captain Captain Joe, is that what it's called? What is Captain (laughs) Tony? um, It's Captain Tony. Yeah, Captain Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So... Uh, there is, there are a few other ghosts that roam this place. Um, the other one, the next one I'm going to talk about is another young woman. Um, and this one's, they just call the beautiful young woman. So, you know, uh, she was sat at the bar when it was like a speakeasy. So before it was Captain Tony's Mm -hmm. and she was looking for her husband and she so she like went to the speakeasy looking for him and she was holding their baby oh um so i don't know she was just trying to find him and she of course say it with me found Found him him cheating cheating. (laughs) with a baby that's so savage dude that's really savage i know and she because she probably had to bring the baby because nobody she had nobody else to watch the baby yeah, probably. And he's out there at Captain Tony's. I don't know why I called him Joe a minute ago. Just because of sloppy Joe's. That's that's what it is. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's so disrespectful. Wow. Anybody yeah. here? You know what? Now I'm like, if I go here, I feel like I'm talking to somebody. If I talk to anybody, they're cheating. They're cheaters. Honestly, true. That's true. Like maybe we shouldn't <laughs> go. <laughs> it's just a cheating bar. But um, so what do you think? happens next in this story she has the baby she (laughs) sees him cheating i mean and i don't know just tell me okay she gets really angry so of course she runs into the women's restroom and drowns her baby okay i would have never said that yeah yeah what did she really do that I don't, I don't know, oh my but God, really the story goes really that. that she left it, she left the baby, ran out, and nobody knows what happened to her, but now she's a ghost at the bar. <sighs> but, I don't know, like, some of these stories, I'm like, did that happen? I'm like... <laughs> did a baby die in this guys, place? I don't think, <laughs> I don't, why would she, what did the baby do? Right, What right. did the children do? <laughs> They're not cheating. Like, I'm just confused. Like, maybe, maybe I guess you can go, if we're believing the story, like, seeing the baby with the person who's cheating on you, like, would be too much. Like, it would always remind you of the cheating. Like, I don't know if that's enough reason to kill your own child. I know. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess nothing would be, but, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that ghost uh mm-hmm. she she's there mm-hmm. um and people actually say that there's a lot of paranormal activity in the women's restroom in general so it could have something to do with this 
happening. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, and people will, they say that they hear people in the bathroom when nobody else is in there. Uh, they will see that, like, stalls are locked even though nobody is there. Which is like, I mean, anybody could do that. I yeah, feel like. I mean, that but, happens all the time. Yeah, but... Um, Next time I see that, I'm like, oh my god, it's a ghost. Yeah. Pooping in there. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, stuff like that will happen. Like, they just, like, hear voices in there and stuff. But, Creepy. Um, and the owner of this uh, of this bar actually has some some stories about... It being a little bit haunted. So he, um, so Captain Tony, he used to, you know, he made the bar, but he's not the owner anymore. Mm -hmm. Now it's this man, um, Joe Farber. Uh, Another Joe? Yeah, another Joe. Oh my God. See, this is why I'm so confused. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, so he was closing up late one night and he heard somebody call his name. Oh, it was probably just me. It was just you, yeah. No, definitely. So he got up to see who it was, and of course there was no one there. Mm-mm. But he didn't really like think anything of it because he's not the type of person to believe in ghosts or anything. Okay. So he's like, okay, weird. But then he noticed that there's there were some doors open that he had closed and locked hours before that. Ew. Well, I would probably think it was a person. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Um, so then he, he didn't really think that much of that either because he looked around, didn't see anybody, locked it back up. And then, um, it happened again a few years later. No, no, no. And he heard someone say, don't leave, Joe. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Honestly, I would rather hear get out than (laughs) don't leave, Taylor. Like, I'm like, baby, I'm I'm going. So you would have just left? Yes, I would have left. Are you kidding me? I would have, if some if even somebody said my name and I was the only person there, I would have already been gone. Okay. I don't even okay. care about the doors. So that's what Joe did too. He just left. He's yeah. like, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm leaving. Me. But three hours later, he got a call from the police that they had found a body in front of the bar. Shut up. Oh no, that's so uh, that is a, chills down my spine. A young girl had overdosed on pills in front of the bar, and she died, she died, like, laying there 30 minutes after Joe left. No. The ghost was trying to help her. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, knowing that, would you have stayed? Well, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so God. Now, so, now, if a ghost tells you to stay, you have no, to. No, because you're right, because I, I really be forgetting that, like, ghosts can be good. Yeah. Or like maybe can. it wasn't even a ghost because there's this other thing called the third man syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, is a whole other thing we'll have to go into. But like that yeah. could also be. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. For or, now, at least. Yeah, for now. <laughs> but like that could have been a thing with that. Like, obviously, they were trying to help the, one of the, the ghosties in that place were trying to help that girl. But he, I mean, I don't blame Joe. I would have been scared and left too. Hmm. Yeah. I don't even think he was scared. He was just like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, I'm just going to go home. Yeah. I mean, well. (laughs) And then, yeah. Me too. Mm. So. So, yeah. Anyway. um, (laughs) Today, the bar is just like 
it's just a snapshot of old Key West. Like it's a, it's a piece of history. The building um, or the ceiling, it's actually, I don't know what you've been picturing, but the ceiling is actually covered with bras. Oh, I um, actually Googled it. And <laughs> okay. I saw okay. a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. They have bras like hanging from the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, like very much like a dive bar. Mm-hmm. Um, business cards fill the posts mm-hmm. around the bar. Like there's Every... not one bare wall in that place. No, there is not. <laughs> <laughs> very overstimulating, probably. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Um, every bar stool is painted with, like, a name of a famous person who sat on it or, like, and who, like, frequented the bar. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, the hanging tree is in the middle of the bar, of course, and still growing. They now play rock and roll music and not Roomba. Um, That's and they lame. <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> bit lame. They have pool tables instead of slots um, and gambling. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and they have live music daily, kind of as always. Like, I feel like that's always been a thing there. Yeah. Um, and they have a skeleton propped up in the bar so you can, like, say bye before you go. Just be like, oh, well, yeah, that's so. okay. That's helpful. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Captain Tony's. Oh, I love Captain Tony's. I really want to go. I want to go just so I can have an excuse to be going to the Keys, but then. Also, I want to go to Captain Tony's. True. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I feel like that's a must in my life. Yeah. If I ever find myself in Key West, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm gonna go because you know what? I've never seen anything as pretty as the Keys in my whole life. I've never seen water looking like that. I. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. And so, and I went to. No, I'm not gonna say the ugly Keys, but like Key West is like. The main key, mm-hmm. high key, mm-hmm. and the rest of the keys are like not as fancy and nice and cute as Key West. I feel like, but oh, okay, yeah, it, it's it definitely so the most talked about. Mm-hmm. For sure, but yeah, amazing. I love that. I love that story. I, that is crazy though. Like all of that happened there is beyond I me. I know. Like there's so much history, and also like, why are there so many? stories of people cheating on each other (laughs) right like maybe that's just the case for like a lot of bars though yeah no that's definitely true people do just meet up for drinks yeah yeah Mm, that's the tea that's the tea (laughs) it's really the tea that's a lot of tea well continuing with the tea (laughs) um there's no way to really get into this one i guess um other than to just jump right on in it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. I am covering... 
the legend of Marie Laveau. Oh my God, Marie Laveau. Mm -hmm. Yes, so if you don't know who that is, she is the voodoo queen of New Orleans. If you somehow live under a rock. Um, So I got inspired to cover Marie Laveau because I've been watching the new season of Queer Eye, which is, if you don't know, one of my favorite shows of all time. And this season they're in New Orleans and they were like, on one episode they were talking about voodoo. And I was like, okay, it's voodoo time up in here. So we've definitely, you know, covered some New Orleans stories, but this is specifically about the voodoo queen herself. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just let's just get into it. Um, I'm gonna start at the beginning of her life, and uh, I was I really deep dove on this one because I turns out I didn't know as much about her as I thought I did, um, hmm. which is crazy. I think it wasn't she in um they American were in Horror American Story? Horror Story. That's yes. what I know. That's what I know about her. Yes. Just from that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Okay, so which she is like, Yeah, she was in American Horror Story season 3, which is Coven, and Angela Bassett, the actual queen, played her um in that. And that was a pretty like like legitimate showing of, you know, who she really was in that time period. But like I didn't know things up before that point in her time you know, right. like her before yeah. life. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of her life, um, her birth actually was not recorded. Um, and this oh. was due to the racism in our country at the time. Oh. So because she was a black woman, they did not record her birth, but researchers have deducted with context clues that she was born in 1801. So I really had no idea which time period she lived in, but the very early 1800s hmm. is the answer. Okay. So her mom, Marguerite, she was actually a freed slave and also the mistress of Marie Laveau's father, Charles Laveau. And Charles, he was a wealthy businessman in New Orleans. And so when Marguerite gave birth to Marie, she actually gave birth to her at her mom's house. So she was born in her grandma's house. Um, and as soon as she gave birth, Marguerite actually left Marie with her mom and returned back to her mistress relationship with Charles and they left their kid there. Cause I mean, obviously he can't come out and be like, yes, I have a kid Yeah. with a black woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that at the time could never have been said. So, right. Yeah. She was just like, yeah, my mom can take care of her. Like what? (laughs) What? That's crazy. I had no idea that was the case whatsoever. But um, Marie Laveau was the first to be born free in her family. So this was extremely important. And also, I feel like a really perfect time considering that it is Black History Month. So I thought this was like a very powerful story to hear about. This very powerful black woman Mm -hmm. for Black History Month. So fun. Anyways... Her great-grandmother came to New Orleans as a slave from West Africa in the mid-1700s, and her grandmother was purchased by a free woman of color. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, what? So sorry if you can't follow this family tree. But basically, mm-hmm. Marie Laveau's great-grandma is the one who originally came 
to the United States. And then her daughter, which is Marie Laveau's grandma, was then purchased um, by another woman of color who was already free. And then her mom, and then she was free. So love that for Marie Laveau to be the first freed in her family. Um, but her grandmother was eventually able to buy her freedom and build her small home in the French Quarter, which is where Marie Laveau would eventually be born and grow up in. And then eventually it would actually become her house, where she became the legendary voodoo queen of America. So I was like, wow. Knew absolutely none of that, but that's really cool. All of that for her. Mm -hmm. Immediately. So fast forwarding a little bit in her life, on August 4th, 1819, so she would have been around 18 years old, she married Jacques Perrine. I'm assuming that he's French because we are talking about New Orleans, but it reads Jacques Paris. So I'm right. Um, I don't know really how to pronounce it. I think I'm guessing like the first way you said it was spot Jacques Paris. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah, I love honestly fire name, absolutely fire name. Um, oh, definitely. So Jacques, he was a free person of color from Haiti, and he was a cabinet maker. Um. So, this is where it gets confusing. This is like the first mystery surrounding their life. Now, most of the research that has been done says that this couple never had any children. Okay. However, there are baptismal records from St. Louis Cathedral, which is the cathedral that they got married in. Okay. And it shows two entries for two daughters to be born to those two people, Marie Laveau and Jacques Perry. Hmm. Suspicious. Very suspicious. So the two children, so it was two daughters, one being named Marie Angelie Perry, <laughs> say that five times fast, um, to be baptized in 1823, and Felicity Perry, baptized in 1824, and both Marie and Jacques were listed as their parents. But here's the mysterious part, because obviously it sounds like, I mean, they were their parents, right? Like, they're mm-hmm. listed as their parents. They got to right. be. But the part that doesn't make sense is that the record states, due to the dates, that Felicity, which is the younger daughter, allegedly, her baptism happened when she was seven years old, but the timestamp would mean that Felicity was, like, born two years before they were even married. Mm. So, like, the basically, the timelines don't line up. So, do yeah. these people exist? <laughs> well, I don't mm. know. Um, and nobody has, like, that's all the, that's all the only records ever of these two girls. And they're listed as the parents and not the godparents? They're listed as the parents. And... Nobody has ever really been able to find them. <laughs> um, Interesting. So it's just a little, like, I don't know. People don't know. Are they real? Do they exist? Did somebody just write that in the baptismal record because they knew who Marie Laveau was? I don't know. I don't know. Were they real? Don't know. So that's the first mysterious thing. The disappearance of two alleged daughters. Like, who knows? But then... <laughs> There's the disappearance of Jacques Perry himself. Oh, he disappears too? 
Yep, there is no proper documentation of his death, and we don't know if he died, if he was killed, or if he ran off. Um, so that's a mystery, too. Mm. But Marie Laveau did call herself the Widow Perry for the rest of her life. So. Okay, well, then I it sounds like she knows, I guess, she I mean, knows what happened. That's, listen, I'm, I don't know. Uh, all I know is it sounds to me like he died, at least in her eyes. I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> so that's the second Who's little mystery going on okay so all that happened like in the early 1820s okay and then in 1826 marie laveau found love once again this time with a man named stick with me for this one okay louis i believe in you louis christophe dumensenel de glapion i know okay. I, got, I got that last part right i know i did Oh, it sounded right. (laughs) So Mr. Glapion, okay, he came from a very prominent New Orleans family. And he was a very wealthy white man who would end up spending his last 30 years of his life in a common law marriage with Marie Laveau. So what does that mean, you may be asking, common law marriage? Mm -hmm. Basically, it was illegal to have an interracial marriage at the time so they legally could not get married so common law marriage they basically just agreed they're married and Mm -hmm. you know they had of course a little ceremony but like it was never legally certified i suppose you could say yeah yeah isn't a common law marriage like can't that um doesn't that happen if you live with a person for a certain amount of time i think so yeah i think so is that Okay. I mean, I don't, I mean. I don't know if there's another word for that. I, or I'm thinking of something else, but. No, no, you're thinking of the same thing. Yeah. But it was different common law today than it is from back then. Yeah. If it's, that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. It's just because they couldn't do it legally. So yeah. they were like, well, we're basically married. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So these two, they had children and they loved living their life together, as far as I could tell from all the research I did. Um, Christoph, he did end up dying in June of 1855, naturally. And Marie Laveau never fell in love again because she said it would be impossible to replace a love so big. Which I'm like, oh, oh what a cute Valentine story, honestly. Like, honestly, I didn't true, even do that yeah. on purpose. Yeah. That's just adorable. See, though. I I did the opposite. I talked I talked about like cheating <laughs> and then you're talking about the love of her life. At least we have the balance. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, Me either. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was like, that is so funny. See, I love when these things happen naturally. <laughs> but anyway, so okay, now for their children. The third mystery. These kids. They just be mysteries, I guess. The total number of children that this couple have is debated. We don't know how many precisely they had, but it's believed to be between 10 and 15 over the course what? of 20 years. There's no way. Well, yep. 10 to 15. That means she yeah. was having pregnant a kid like, every year. Every year, pretty much. Yeah. Always pregnant for like 20 years. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So seven children were recorded on paper. And three of those seven died in infancy, according to what records we do have. So the number of children, absolutely questionable. But we definitely know at least of like a good five 
So that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's oh probably more than that. And also probably maybe those other two girls from her first marriage. If they're real. right. So yeah. lots of kids. Who knows? Um, so yeah, let's get a little bit more into her career. Marie Laveau was a dedicated voodoo practitioner, also a healer, also an herbalist, and of course an entrepreneur, okay? This lady was known as like one of the most prominent female rel- religious leaders and community activists in New Orleans, still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, she started a beauty parlor where she was the hairdresser, and because of her husband's connections, she actually got to be the hairdresser of all of the wealthiest families of New Orleans. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And if you know anything about salons or like barbers, like one thing that's always going to happen no matter where you go, that's where all the tea and gossip is spilled mm-hmm. when you're getting your hair done. Oh, it totally <laughs> I is. have never heard more gossip in my life than when I'm getting my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these ladies were coming in to get their hair done and they would just be talk, talk, talking, sharing secrets with Marie Laveau. So Marie knew everything that was going on in this town, every single thing. And she used this to her advantage to make money when people would, they would come in and be like, oh, we need help. Like, you know, we are in the situation and they would not know that she already had prior knowledge So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of speculation, like, if the magic, quote-unquote, that she did was real or if she was just really smart and was able to use, like, what she had or whether it be both, you Mm -hmm. know. I think it definitely could have been a little bit of both. Oh, You know, like. Same. Same. I think this lady Mm -hmm. was, like, way smarter than just anybody, especially at the time. Right. And then magic, add magic on top of that cannot be defeated (laughs) truly um so also here's a really crazy thing voodoo i'll get to it more like in a minute but it is like viewed as a religion and there's a lot of speculation as to where she learned voodoo from (sighs) like is it we just don't know like whether it was it from her grandma was it from guidance of other voodoo, like, people in the area, nobody mm-hmm. knows where she mm-hmm. learned. So that's another mystery. We just don't know. Have to log okay. to the books. Um, but within her hairdressing career, she also sold charms and, like, bracelets and necklaces and, <clears throat> excuse me, and common herbs and oils and stones. It's giving, like, your typical, like... <laughs> Madame Meerkats, like in Wilmington, like your typical spiritual shop, you know? Yeah, totally. Way back in the day, like she was the OG, which Mm -hmm. I love the vibe. Um, Legend says that Marie Laveau could cure you of all of your ailments. Mm hmm. Oh. Mm hmm. If you had the right money, you know? Or if you had something she needed, she could cure you. Hmm. Um, Some even believe that she had the power to save condemned prisoners from execution and she did so what how she did so don't know what do you mean what do you mean condemned like they were like they were about to be sent either to the gallows or you know any other way like be executed (laughs) and she got him off 
She's the modern <laughs> day Kim K. Right, uh, I mean, that's crazy. Kim, yeah, literally. So she's just like, oh my gosh, she's, she's like, like, get them off. They are went free. And talk, she went and talked to the <laughs> yeah, talked to the person in charge. I mean, she were... either talked to them or she put a spell on them or did some voodoo. Interesting. I don't know. Huh. Um, Another crazy thing she did, and this is factual, is that she nursed many people back to health from having yellow fever, which at the time was running rampant and killing thousands upon thousands of people at this time. So that's no small feat of her to be curing an incurable disease at the time. Right. And she didn't get it herself after treating all these people? Mm Mm-mm. No, she sure did not. (laughs) Yeah, we need to take some notes. Okay. I I wish I had her notebook so bad. Mm Because it would really be great. So, a little bit more about voodoo and what it really is. Like I said, it is a religion. And it has influences from some West African religions. As as well as Roman Catholicism. And Haitian voodoo, which is... V-O-D-O-U, which is not voodoo, but essentially the same Mm -hmm. thing. But basically, voodoo as a religion uses aspects of philosophy, medicine, and justice as its main three points. Okay. Yeah. And so people who believe in voodoo, they say that there is an unseen world that is filled with spirits, mysteries, angels, and ancestors that can help us in our world so that they like just access that Hmm. other world so and i will say even though like this is kind of like portrayed more like magical and sinister today but like i really think voodoo is just kind of like very spiritual groundedness Mm -hmm. you know i think it's made to seem more like magic evil like because of media more more along the lines of, I think these people were just very earthy, like, we're going to have some oils and some herbs, and we're going to make some natural medicines. That's what it's giving the vibes of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And people were scared of it because it was different. Of course. You know? Yeah. Like, they had never seen this before. They're like, oh, of course it's magic. So, yeah. you know. It's back to the witchcraft. Like, exactly. accusing people of, like, being witches. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Yep. And people, of course, did call her a witch. And she was, and she accepted it. She was like, yep, that's me. (laughs) That's surely me. So, Mm -hmm. it is recorded that Marie Laveau died on June 15th, 1881, when she was 79 years old. And she died peacefully, surrounded by her family and friends in her home. So, that's cute, at least. Her funeral was apparently this big, huge, lavish event. The entire town came, and... This is, like, the coolest part to me. It was a mix of both the white and black communities in New Orleans all coming together to celebrate her life, which, especially at the time, is honestly so beautiful. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. Like, she, yeah. really, she really was holding both sides of the communities together. So that's, that's really cool for her. Yeah, um, especially when, like, they couldn't even marry each other at exactly. that time and then yeah for her to bring them together in that way yeah. it's so cool. yeah so cool she's an icon um she is said to be buried at st louis cemetery number one apparently there are multiple so she's in the number number one and that is 
St. Louis Cathedral is where they got married and the first time she got married and maybe baptized her first two children there, maybe if they existed. So regardless, obviously this St. Louis Cathedral has significant meaning to her considering she's buried there um, as yeah. well. Yeah. So she's buried in the tomb of her husband's family, the Glapions, her second husband. But some scholars actually dispute her final resting place. Um, they're like, her body's not actually in there. What? Yeah, I don't know. But that is what's listed on her obituary and on the physical gravestones as well. So that's what we're going to go with, that she okay. is buried there. Okay. There was like a whole other like downward spiral. But I just don't know if people are like crazy thinking that her body's not in there. I don't know. Do they, where do they think it is? Like, they don't know. They're like, it's oh. not in there, but we don't know where it is. Do they just, do they <laughs> just think that she is actually, like, immortal? Like, maybe. And she didn't actually die. die. Yeah, and like, there, yeah. There's a lot of different like explanations, whole, but, like, yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very, I'm just, yeah, I'm very, just gonna go with she's in the, in the, And I um, think, I really think tomb. she is. Like, she loved her second husband more than anything in the world. Like, I think right. she's buried with him. I don't think there's, I really don't think there's any question about that. But, um, anyway, almost immediately after her death, some people who, you know, followed her and believed in her ran to her tomb to leave her offerings and ask for petitions, a.k.a. wishes, kind of. Um, people would cook entire meals and leave it. All for Marie Laveau, um, even though she was dead. Um, and back then, legend has it that if you brought her an offering and then knocked three times on the marble slab of her tombstone, she would grant your wish. Hmm. Okay. So that was back then, back in the, you know, late 1800s. Let's get to the legend of today. It's changed a little bit. Now, her legacy has carried all the way through 2024 as I speak. Everybody still knows who she is. Um, mm -hmm. But today is a little different than how it was back then. It said that if you, you still have to bring her an offering, you have to bring the Voodoo Queen an offering, make a wish, and mark three X's on her gravesite, and then she will grant your wish. So oh. if you look up pictures of her gravesite, which will also be on our Instagram, it is covered in like xxx 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 like because people went all the time to make their wishes because they want them See, to be I true. Don't, but i don't like that like why yeah. are they why are they like messing up her her gravesite with x's right why don't we just stick with the knocking right well i think because people were like worried it was gonna break which i'm like it's stone but you know okay but also is that is it better to just like Draw graffiti all over it? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. So people were like, first of all, she's probably not going to grant your wish. <laughs> um, second of all, it's disrespectful to damage somebody's resting final resting place. At least you know that's what preservationists seem to believe. But people do argue, like in the voodoo religion, um, that like. No, nobody really seems to care about, like, what you do to the grave or whatever. So, people are like, Marie Laveau wouldn't care. 
because of what she believed in. And I'm like, well, I don't know. We can't ask her about it. So, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But today, okay, 2024, if you attempt to write on the grave, you cannot (laughs) anymore. Okay. (laughs) Long story short. This is because in late December, back in 2013, somebody completely covered her tombstone in pink latex paint. And, you know, this wouldn't have been that big of a problem because people were drawing all over it already. But this specific type of paint was actually preventing the century-old bricks from breathing. And so (sighs) the dead bodies inside of this little building started smelling real bad, real fast. Because there was no, it was just like trapped inside of there because of the thick paint that was on it. Um, so this prompted a whole restoration of her tomb and it was kind of completely redone. And now, and and also like, it's a problem because she's not the only one buried there. It's like her and her husband's whole entire family buried in this one, like, it's not a mausoleum, a mausoleum, but it's like the same vibe kind of deal. And so... Because of all of that and the restoration that they did, they actually made it illegal to touch her grave at all. And if you do today, there is a hefty, hefty fine. They wouldn't even list how much it is. So it's probably thousands of dollars if you get caught writing on it today. So, you know, I would advise it as bad as you might want a wish to come true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't, you know, not. Well, I mean, that makes sense because who would do that like pour the paint all over it the latex right. paint and everything and like why that did just they do ruined that? it for everybody else for they a while did. and it's just like yeah that's just wow huh i know it's crazy it really is so disrespectful um okay also fun fact this is a fun fact the cemetery um that she's buried in um is the oldest cemetery in New Orleans. So you just know that there's some energy going on there. People do say that they have talked to Marie Laveau while being in the cemetery. Do I believe them? I don't know. But there are ghost stories. They're like, we've seen her walk around. I'm like, do you want to see her walk around? Like most of the time, I'm really down to believe people's ghost stories, but I just don't know about Marie Laveau. I feel like she would not be haunting her tombstone. Her little gravesite. Yeah, if I she don't was know haunting she would either. Anywhere, you know. Yeah, I feel like spiritual people like that don't end up as spirits themselves. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like exactly. a lot of the time, like they know that they need to pass on. Yeah. And like they've done they their don't... work. They right. don't have any regrets or mm-hmm. anything that would be holding them here. And yes. I don't. And like, yeah. I so I don't think she's held here at all. And so I, so unfortunately to those people, unless I go there and see her walking around myself, I don't, I don't really believe the ghost stories, but it is the oldest cemetery. So who's to say maybe, or maybe okay. there is a ghost of somebody who looks like her and they just thought it was her, you know, who, who's really to say, but huh. yes, that is the legend of Marie Laveau. Wow. Hmm. Crazy. Huh. I... 
Okay. <laughs> I need to go. I want to go to New Orleans so bad to oh, like see. We must. We some of this stuff. Absolutely. And... Like that's definitely first on our list. We will be going. Yeah. Not no, if we have to. When. We will be going. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We will not mark on her grave. Trust me. First of all, don't have the money for the fine. Second <laughs> yeah. of all, wouldn't want to be if if she would be haunting people. I do not want to be haunted or cursed by Marie Laveau. Yeah, that's no, the last thing yeah. I need in my life. Because if anybody's going to be the powerful, for? that's hard. Yeah, what would you wish for, though, if you could, like, actually knock on her grave? <sighs> that's so hard. Because, like, you get one, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I want to say money, but, like, that just seems very superficial. I know. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Or you could think of what the money will bring you and wish for that instead. Well, like, honestly, uh, honestly, actually, I might like like wish for like world peace. <laughs> like, actually, let me not be selfish. <laughs> we can wish for something like bigger than me, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But also something that would be actually achievable by her, right? Well, I don't or know. Could she, or could she just like do anything? People believe that she could do anything. Mm. So, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I wish we could find out, but unfortunately people have ruined that for us. And we can't. What would you wish for? Um, I would wish for her to uh, cure me of my chronic stress. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually good. I'd be like, can you cure me of all of my mental um, disabilities, please? Everyone. (laughs) Not just the stress. I need them all gone. Depression. Anxiety, yeah. Yeah. Go. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe just like we'll write down a list and then. See, but that's why I'm like, does that count as more than one? Like, I don't know. I don't know the stipulations. You just have to word it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We got to be very precise. Very precise. But. Yeah. Also, that cemetery that she's buried in. Because there were so many visitors now, like, you can only go in the cemetery. There are tours. You can book a tour to go. Or if you have family and you have to prove that your family is in there Hmm. to go. So. Wow. Yeah, we will have to plan ahead when we go to New Orleans to go to her gravesite. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for the best. It is for the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Keep the bad people out, you know. They're going to have to work really hard if they want to like whatever destroy it now mm-hmm. so but you know i would honestly believe that there are probably still exes on there to this day i bet people have I mean, got around it somehow yeah. some way yeah i think so, so too yeah yeah so definitely go check out pictures on our instagram so you can see what that looks like as well as the saloon obviously must must see that especially the tree that part is actually mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> that it there's is. a tree in the middle yeah. of a place. It reminds me of what's that cafe? The Rainforest Cafe, but that's a fake tree. Oh my gosh. In the middle. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real one. <laughs> oh, I do want to say though, like when I was doing the research for this uh this bar, like I did all this research on like the famous people who were at the bar, like the whole story and everything. And then I got to the part about the the hanging tree like at the end and oh. i was like that was like a plot twist for me oh and i was wow. like should i just like put this at the beginning or keep it at the end where i found out about it 
I'm glad that you put it at the beginning. Yeah. It was but like, that's was like, crazy. Wait, what? Said, wait, <laughs> it just on, like made on, the on. story even crazier. No, like, literally. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I'm still shook by that statement. That happened like an hour ago. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I know. Love that. Well, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please. But that please. is really all I have for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? That's it for this week. Okay, well, happy Valentine's Day. And I guess we will see you guys next week. Cue the music.